0: hello everyone welcome to lessons learned with farah i'm farah a 14 year old student and you're watching or listening to lessons learned with farah a podcast where i interview the most inspiring the most experienced to give you the big life lessons and tips they've learned throughout their experience Um, at the end of each episode you have one or more big life lessons from the best today i'll be interviewing fernanda lopez Uh, who is a design consultant at Adobe and ambassador at Women Who Empower and built by girls, and she's very inspiring. Her social media will be in the description box below. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Hello, Fernanda. How are you?
1: Hello, I'm doing so well. Thank you for that introduction. It even inspired me.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Um, So I'm going to start. Um, let me start by what's the, like your most recent internship, which is the Tesla internship, I think, which is amazing. Um, what do you think were the key factors that contributed to your acceptance?
1: Yes, that's a really good question. So just for context, I worked one year at Tesla as a project management intern in their service team. Definitely a very cool experience, learned a lot of things there were some key things that I think helped me find this opportunity. It was an interesting path. And I definitely want to talk about this, because I feel like a lot of people think that when you look for an internship, you apply, you hear back, you interview, and you get the acceptance. And that's kind of the linear path to get an internship. But there's a 1000 other ways to actually um, land a role. And so for this opportunity, I first applied to a supply chain job with a resume. And the resume that I applied with was very design focused. It wasn't a traditional resume. It was something that I wanted to add my spark on. It had um, different colors, specifically purple and pink because they're one of my favorite colors, my big picture and color in the top right corner. And so right off the bat, I knew that I wanted to showcase um, the fact that I was interested in creativity and design thinking So I applied to this role and I actually didn't hear back, um, for like six months. So I, you know, I went on with my day, my life thinking, okay, like I didn't hear back. I didn't, um, get the opportunity, but then a recruiter got back to me, like after those six months saying that a new position had opened up and that they were looking with someone with design experience and that even though I didn't have any, they could tell by my resume that I could help them with that. And so We obviously hopped on a call. I went through the interview process, learning more about the role. Um, And so the factors that I think contributed the most was one, like setting myself apart from other candidates um, so I could find the right opportunity. And number two, being very eager to learn throughout the interview process. Telling them, I haven't done project management before. I haven't done a lot of design, but I'm here and I'm so excited to learn more about this. So having a very open mindset um, and being proactive um, were things that
0: definitely helped me. So talking about um, like experiences and opportunities um, and like you learning from this experience, what do you think the main life lessons you've learned from that um, journey? Yes. Yes. Great question. So
1: the first one is that I am someone that whenever I communicate like the value of a project or a new initiative, I like to talk about like the whole details and I like to give the whole picture. So I'm like, hey, we have this project, like let's talk about all of the different components, all the resources we need. Um, But one of the best pieces of feedback my manager told me, he was like, Not all people are going to care about the same things. If you're talking to the engineers about a specific platform, don't really talk to them about design or the business objective. Talk to them about what is relevant to them. And so I think that is just like such an important lesson to follow like anywhere you go. Um, If you go into the business world or any type of like um, role in your life, you're going to be interacting with a lot of teams. And not every team will care about all the details. So always share what is most relevant to someone. People there obviously are very busy. So it was really important for me to respect their time. Um, and I think that is the lesson that I definitely took like inside Tesla, but to my next role now. Um, and just like in my own personal relationships, even like sharing what is relevant to the person instead of always giving the, the whole picture.
0: Um, thank you for sharing that lesson um oh, now I want to move on to like LinkedIn and personal branding um you have a very professional personal brand especially on LinkedIn um how has that helped you with your professional development
1: yes LinkedIn I, I think it's such a powerful tool and as much as some people don't want it to be I do think like it is the world of networking that will be in our lives for like the next years so it's it was really important for me when I first got into the platform to develop my own personal branding and that is something that us some people might see it might see my LinkedIn and my articles and they're like oh they're so you like that just makes sense but I actually like had even a like a few workshops um with like a consultant that gave me some of her time on like how to develop my personal brand, what colors do I wanna have on my LinkedIn profile, what emojis do I wanna use in my Mm -hmm. articles? um, How often should I post? What should I talk about? So I think first going into a platform with a good strategy of like who you are and showcasing those things is important. And then the next aspect is, you know, connecting with people that you find are really interesting um, keeping up with your connections and interacting with people on LinkedIn really helps a lot to boost your content the more you like things and comment and interact um, the more your content will be shown to other people it's kind of LinkedIn's reward algorithm so being online definitely in that platform has has been super helpful.
0: Um, What are some like the main tips to start a professional personal brand that we can share with our listeners? Yes, biggest personal tips. I
1: have a huge guide. So I also follow that. Um, I'll send you that right after this. But first thing is you want to be yourself. So you don't want to pretend to be someone else because even online and even people that haven't met you, I think sometimes can see right through that. So it's really important for you to, to share like who you are in the professional world and what are some of the things that you bring to the table. Um, I know for me specifically, like I'm very positive with my teams. I try to be very um, proactive with everything that I do. I like to ask good questions. And so I knew that I'm, on my LinkedIn, I want a lot of the tone of my post to be positive. I want to ask good questions at the end. I want to be asked thought provoking questions in my articles or to people. So first one being like find the balance between your professional self and your real self because you definitely want to bring some of your as most of your essence to your profile. The second one is like not being afraid of posting. I think a lot of people worry sometimes to post because it's not cool. It's not going to get a lot of likes. Like it's so it's kind of like, oh my gosh, like I'm posting on LinkedIn. But like it's 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 a social media platform like any other platform. So do not be scared to post as long as you're writing something that you really want to share, that feels you. Um, even if it's an article, like the license stuff doesn't matter. Like if it's really good content, it'll get seen by the right people eventually. So that's my second tip. And then the third one, um, I do recommend building like a meaning, meaningful connections at the beginning, especially. Like you don't want to just connect with people out of connecting and adding numbers. Um, obviously once you build your following people are going to start like connecting with you and asking questions and that's that's awesome but at the beginning I also wanted to if I was going to connect with a stranger I wanted to be someone that I'm like interested in getting to know not just to add someone in because then your LinkedIn feed will be like people that you don't know with random jobs and random opportunities and that's not the way that you want to like start your network so if you can start like connecting with friends, like I encourage a lot of my friends to get LinkedIn profiles, especially from back home. I was like, get a LinkedIn so we can connect and like be there. And like now we're like LinkedIn buddies, and like it's so awesome. So um, don't just connect at the beginning for the sake of connecting. Um, make sure that you're also putting intention behind that.
0: Thank you so much for these um tips. Um, now um talking more about like opportunities and experiences and. Um, as well as LinkedIn, I saw on your LinkedIn profile that um, you were part of a Contrary Fellowship. What can you like share? What you did at Contrary and uh, what it felt like working there? Yeah, so
1: Contrary Capital um, is a fund that focuses on investing in student entrepreneurs um, and people that have built like really cool things or are going to build really cool things, and so when I first applied to the fellowship, I was just interested in like being part of a community with a lot of people that were very driven and motivated. Um, I myself, I'm not a quote unquote builder. So I haven't built something that is like, like yourself, like a podcast or um, like a service or a product or anything like that. Um, but I do have a lot of experiences like helping people do those things. And so being part of this community, um, it's not really a role or a job. It's more of like, the reward of being around like amazing people and great communities so to that end i do recommend like looking into fellowships if you are not able to find like an immediate internship or co-op looking to opportunities that you can meet people that are building great things because now like some of those people i'm really really close with now and they're building really cool things and i'm like in a few years um if you need a designer you know what
0: we're 30 like let me know
1: so it's always great to build your network from from the beginning and from those fellowship groups
0: mm-hmm. um and just to um, wrap things up do you have any um like pre- productivity or time management tips for that we can give to our listeners yes and I have some ideas but I do want to say
1: it's so different for everybody some people are great with time management and you know protecting their their time and other people aren't so First tip before I dive into what has worked for me is like, try a lot of things and see what works for you. Um, There's so many productivity tools out there that can help you like um, concentrate better or focus better at work. I know, for example, there's, there are different techniques. I, one of the first techniques I learned about was the Pomodoro technique. Have you heard of that? Mm -hmm, Yeah, Yeah, so I tried it, Um, well, I don't remember a lot of it. Do you remember um,
0: how it works? Is is it like a couple minutes working and then you take a break? Yeah, it was something like, I think it was 20 minutes or 25 minutes of working and then five minutes break and then you just repeat that. Yes. Okay, so those were the exact times.
1: I tried it like a week and I could not do it because I'm someone that like, I can focus for like two hours straight and then I need like a 20 minute break to eat something, stand up like, or... Like I, I felt like it was very disruptive in my work, but then like my manager that had recommended it to me, she's like, it's my life-saving tool. Like I'm so productive. And I'm like, okay, we're very different in that sense. So there's a lot of techniques. I encourage you to try a lot of them. Obviously, there's there's a lot of resources in the internet. What has worked for me, um, first thing is time blocking and is this concept of in your calendar, whether it's like your digital calendar or your agenda, like blocking time to do things. So even though I don't have a meeting, I'll block like 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna check my emails during this time, I'm gonna reply to all my slacks, and I'm gonna send X, Y, Z emails about these topics. So I know that during those times, I won't have any meetings scheduled because I schedule in my calendar and I'll also know what I'm gonna be doing. So the day before is usually when I time block for the next day. So definitely something um, good to do. The second one for productivity. And this is something that I've just been trying this year, but taking care of like your own person is equally as important as like being productive at work. Um, I started eating like foods, foods that I feel like really provide a lot of nutrition to my body. And I've definitely seen a positive effect in like how I focus and how I concentrate. Like, I love buffalo chicken wings and I would eat that like last year, like, you know, at least once every two weeks. And now I'm like, no, like I wanna eat good foods that are gonna like really provide me a lot of energy to be very aware. And so taking care of like those things, um, I found a sport that I really, really like to do. Like I really like cycling and I love spinning classes. So I'm trying to do that um, during the week and I can definitely see like my endorphin levels are higher, I feel more excited. I go into work with like a better perspective because I know I'm taking care of myself. So I'm able to show up better at work. And so never undermine how important it is to take care of like your own like well-being because it'll definitely have good performance in work, your friendships, relationships, like everything around you. And obviously in that aspect of well-being, um, mental health, I think is super important. Um, just taking care of like your mind, whether it's through exercise, through eating well, through talking to someone like those are definitely one of the things that I felt like have affected my productivity like the most. So besides tools and tips to, you know, manage your time, taking care of yourself is key. And one thing that I know we were talking um, right before this podcast was just the importance of setting boundaries and setting boundaries with yourself, with others, um, especially when you're trying to balance your times. When you say yes to others, and you don't have the time, you're saying no to yourself. Like, that's how I like to think about it. If I say, yes, I'll do this extra project, even though it's outside of this time that I have, or yes, I'll stay longer with friends because they're like, stay, stay, stay. I'm saying no to my bedtime. I'm saying no to my night routine. Um, and sometimes it's good because, like, it's good to have a ride in your life and have people taking you out of your comfort zone. But definitely respecting yourself, um, your time is going to be the best productivity tool for like the long-term sustainability of your work.
0: That's a great way to think about it. I've never thought about it in this way. So thank you for sharing that. Um, And just to end this episode, this is kind of a personal question, but where do you see yourself in three years? That's such a good question.
1: I always get where do you see yourself in 10 years or 20 years, but three years is really good. Um, Yeah, I've actually had a little bit of time to think about this as i was like outlining my goals for like um my role at adobe i uh, even though i just started adobe i think it's a phenomenal company so like i would obviously um i see myself there with like a great team i'm very interested in learning more about user experience user design i think it's such an exciting field and it has so much potential so I can definitely see myself like making an impact, um, not only in my team, but like in the whole um, consulting practice along the other UX designers, which are also amazing. So I see myself learning first and foremost, because even though I am I have some knowledge under my belt, I do think I just have so many other things to learn. I see myself, um, and when I think of this question, I don't want to say a role title because I feel like a lot of the times roles like get created, right? Like some of the roles that exist today did not even exist like five years ago or 10 years ago. So I see myself like excited about my work, thinking very strategically, um, not only on my day-to-day basis, but thinking of like how I can make things better. Um, And I see myself with like a really good understanding of the people that I work with um, and a huge emphasis on networking. Um, especially at Adobe is now starting I hope in three years um, I'm already like around a lot of people that I know um, that I've taken the time to meet with so yes in short I hope I'm a good person making good decisions getting smarter every day um, and just with a job that I really really like
0: I hope so too um, That's it Thank you so much for being here today
1: Thank you so much. This was awesome. Um, Reach out if you need anything. And again, you're doing such an amazing job just conducting all of these interviews in your podcast. Um, And I'm happy to connect with anyone on LinkedIn that is also interested in learning more about my background or any questions that you might have. Thank you. Thank you.